of new beginnings in the morning and um, we are going to continue along that path glory to Jesus I read from Matthew 9 verse 17 I would like to also read the same scripture in Mark 2 so let's start with Matthew 9:17 It says let's read it together I want to go Neither do men put new wine into old bottles, else the bottles break, and the new wine runneth out, and the bottles perish. But they put new wine into new bottles, and both are preserved. Please, just back to verse 16. Let's read from 16 into 17. No man putteth a piece of new cloth on an old garment. For that which is put in to fill it up, take it from the, rent, from the garment, and the rent is made worse. In verse 17, please. Neither do men put new wine into old bottles, else the bottles break and the wine runneth out and the bottles perish, but they put new wine into new bottles and both are preserved. Um, Mark's rendering um, is a bit more direct. So let's look at Mark chapter 2. Uh, I'll read verse 21 and 22. No man also sweat a piece of new cloth on an old garment, else the new piece that filled it up take it away from the old, and the rent is made worse. Verse 22. And no man put a new wine into old bottles, else the new wine doth burst the bottles, and the wine is spilled, and the bottles will be mad. Let's read the last line together. But new wine must be put into new bottles must be put into new bottles hallelujah i have a responsibility this evening to announce to you that there are new manifestations more manifestations and mighty manifestations and that's god putting new wine amen but the new wine has to come into new bottles amen now i'm using this figuratively but at the same time i am trying to communicate uh, the heart of of the spirit concerning this i believe that whether you like it or not if god the ancient of days from time to time has the things he wants to do in phases such that at an appointed time something new begins i believe that there is no human life amen that will not have such breakers where something new begins in your life now we know in scripture the bible said behold that we do i god will do what a new thing amen he said now it shall spring forth shall i not tell you of it you know so if god wants to do a new thing and he's telling you about it it means it is possible for someone to be 
doing ministry and have a fresh start. Amen. A new beginning. Amen. A new beginning. What we call it is that you will start something and it will be like it's the first day for the rest of your life. Glory to God. Alright. And uh, one of the greatest blessings we have by the Spirit of God is that the believer in Christ has an opportunity for a reset. Amen. Are we together? For a reset. For a reset. For a reset. The believer in Christ has an opportunity for a reset. And you must take advantage of that opportunity. Alright? You must take advantage of that opportunity. So sometimes, the reason why believers don't take that opportunity is that they begin to consider things they shouldn't consider. But if you're walking with the Spirit of God, from time to time, there will be a reset. Hallelujah. Glory to Jesus. So, um, before I go further on this, I just want to establish this. We talked a little in the morning, you know, and um, I know I touched on different things in different ways. You will leave here this evening and... Something fresh will break out. Hallelujah. Something fresh will break out. Glory to God. Because um, God is in the business of keeping his work fresh in the hearts of men. Are you understanding me? Fresh. The Bible didn't say, you know, the, the, and I've seen a new announcement anyway, but the Bible they actually say, I will give you a new anointing. It says fresh. Amen. Ever say fresh. So we will live here with fresh oil. Amen. Amen. And the psalmist said, I shall be anointed with fresh oil and my horn shall be exalted. That means there is a fresh oil that exalts your horn. Amen. Extends your influence and your authority. Glory to God. And that's the new beginning we're talking about. He said, I will anoint i shall he said i shall be anointed with fresh oil now the man talking saying i shall be anointed had been anointed before praise god he had been anointed before uh, believed that it was david david was anointed three times amen and everyone was symbolic every one time he was anointed was symbolic so here there are impartations in the new testament glory to god that are for a fresh start amen for a new beginning glory to god and i'm talking about a new beginning in the impact of the word of god in your mouth amen, amen. a new beginning in the manifestations of the spirit in your life amen. a new beginning in the structural um, order of what you do amen a new beginning in 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 your outreaches glory to god a new beginning a new beginning i will receive that new beginning in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Alright, so it's important for you to listen with that heart, you know, to experience um, that new beginning. In the book of Revelations, let me just start with chapter 3, verse 7 and 8. Um, Jesus, throughout the first four chapters of Revelation, was writing letters, um, at least the first three more, writing letters to the, or speaking for letters to be written to the seven um, churches. So he wrote different things to different churches. 
And that means that he had different instructions for the different churches. So one of the churches in Revelation 3, uh, verse 7, he now said, And to the angel of the church in Philadelphia, write. This is what he said, write. This thing said he that is holy, he that is true. Then he said, he that had the key of David, he that opened and no man shut it and shut it and no man open it verse 8 i know thy works behold i have set before thee an open door and no man can shut it for thou hast a little strength and hast kept my word and has not denied my name now understand something it's not the bible didn't say the church asked the lord to open a door for them he said i have set an open door for you amen are we together i have set an open door for you when we talk about new beginnings a new beginning does not just happen because especially in ministry does it just happen because you had a new strategy no sir a new beginning opens to you because a portal is open to you in the spirits. In our journey in ministry, there are sections somehow. Hallelujah. You know, Papa Hagin many years ago used to say that God spoke to him about, I think, three or four phases of his ministry. And told him about what will happen in the last phase of his ministry. He said in the last phase of his ministry, this is what you'll be doing in your last phase of your ministry. Uh, you'll be holding Holy Ghost meetings, you understand that? And then you'll do so, so and so. And that's what he did in the last phase of his ministry. That means that he will not have been able to do that in the first phase of the ministry. That portal has not opened to him. Amen. Are we together? It has not opened to him. You know, Reverend uh, uh, Chris Akleman made a statement one time. He said there are certain things we're doing now that we didn't even see that it was possible to do many years ago. Why? It didn't open to them. It didn't open to them. So the point I'm making is that when we are declaring to you a new beginning in ministry, we're saying that a new portal, God is opening a new portal, amen, for you. What are portals for? They are for entrance, amen. They are for entrance, they are for entrance, they are for entrance and exit from the former, amen. Entrance in front, exit from where you're coming from. And so I declare, there is an exit and there is an entrance for you. So, that's what we mean by new beginning. Amen. It means you are transiting in the realm of the Spirit. You are transiting in the realm of the Spirit. You are coming out of a place and entering another place. The Bible says, it says I have brought you into a, a large place. A large place. That means they were in a place that was not large at least. Or it was this, a narrow place. And I said, now I have brought you to a large place. That's a new beginning. Amen. That's a new beginning. It means that before that time, they've not experienced that large place. But now, for the first time, amen, they were experiencing something they had not experienced before. May you enter your own large place. Amen. And my job this evening... Is to stand and speak as I am commanded. Amen. And those portals are open to you. Amen. And you walk out of this place and see that there are new experiences that are broken Amen. forth 
in your life and in your ministry. Glory to God. That's what, that's what I'm talking about. So new beginning in ministry. New beginning in ministry. New beginning in ministry. So our ministry journey is in, 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 in pockets. In chapters, in phases. It is true that men are in phases. He's in phases. Alright? Now, listen to me. There are certain things that might not have opened to you. But it has been in your spirit. And that it has not opened does not mean that you are not in the will of God. You are in the will of God. There are certain things in the will of God that are time locked. Are you understanding me? They are time locked. They are not, they are not, it's not about desire. No. It's not about your desire. It's about time. Am I communicating? They are time. It's just like you read your Bible. There is no how the day of Pentecost would have happened a day before. Amen. <laughs> no matter how they prayed. It, there's a, there was an appointed day for that move of the Spirit to begin. That was a new beginning. Amen. Are we together? So all they did, Jesus couldn't even tell them, don't worry, take it now. No. He said, tarry ye in Jerusalem until. What's the until? Until that day comes. I want to announce to you that for some of you here, a day has come. Oh, a day for a new beginning has come. He said, tarry ye until you be endured with power from on high. So they had to wait. They waited day one, they waited day two, day 15, day 20. They waited and waited until the day. And that's why the scripture started in Acts chapter 2 by saying, And when the day of Pentecost was fully come, it, see, if it had partially come, it would not have happened. If it has barely come, it would not have happened. It had to fully come. And this new beginning is that day that has fully come for you. Amen. He said, And when the day of Pentecost was fully come, they said they were all with one accord in one place. Suddenly. <laughs> that new beginning is what ushers in your suddenly moments. Amen. Are you listening to me? You say, ah, suddenly, we just notice that that new beginning is what ushers in those your suddenly moments. Suddenly, suddenly, suddenly. Oh, well, look at what, ah, it's just, it's just like, it just started now. Amen. <laughs> say suddenly three times. Glory to God. That's what the new beginning is. Suddenly moments break forth upon you. So, in Revelations we're reading, he said, I have the key of David. This key of David is not for union lock key, union key. This key of David is for destiny doors. Portals of the spirit. Everybody say portals of the spirit. That's what it's for. It's for portals of the spirit. Uh, you will now begin to understand the language of Paul when he will say, a door has been opened unto me. Are we together? At another point in First Corinthians, he said, a great door has been opened unto me. A great and effectual door has been opened unto me. He said, yeah, there are many adversaries, but the great and effectual door has been opened to me. What? Who opened the door? How did the door open? Amen. It meant that there is a supernatural hand that opened the door. When that door opened, as he entered that city, or entered that space, or entered that venture, or entered that project, amen, you find that the resources, the human resources, the financial resources, are all in that space, amen. People have gone to places, like they hit a wall, they hit a wall, they hit a wall, they hit a wall, then they waited until a door was opened. 
Evangelist Ryan Bonke was preaching the gospel all over Africa. God has shown him a blood washed Africa. He's been holding crusades. He was in Ibadan, either in the 80s, mid 80s, thereabout, with Archbishop Benson Daosa. I could see likely that his heart would have been enlarged by that meeting to see people turn to Christ in their numbers. Then he started entering Nigeria, you understand that, and holding crusades in different places. In 1990 or thereabout, uh, 91 or thereabout, he went to Kanu and there was a riot because of the crusade. And he was shot out from Nigeria. He tried severally to enter Nigeria. That was 1991. 1991, yeah. He tried severally to enter Nigeria, but it was not working. Of course, you know from 91 down to 1999 was a military regime. Are you understanding me? So, it was really difficult for So he didn't hold any crusade in Nigeria all those years. And he was just waiting. How can God send it to Africa and the biggest, the most populous, one of the most populous nations in Africa has not opened to you? Amen. Are we together? Until Obasanjo came into power. Sometimes people don't understand that things in governance, in politics, on your streets are all connected to the thing that God wants you to do. Amen. I will together. May God open your eyes to see connections. Amen. How things are connected. How things are connected. So, as the presidency in presidency changed, the spiritual atmosphere had also changed. Whether you liked it or not. And soon after that, he had access to the president. I said, I've not been holding crusades. I think in 2000, he came and held a crusade that he has not held after nine years. And he asked, Lord, all the years I missed, give it to me. Now, from 2000, a door opened to Brian Bonke. A door opened to him. That means that at that point, it was a new beginning. Amen. It was a new beginning. Are we together? As I'm speaking to you, there are policies that are being altered. Are you understanding me? There are systems that are being changed. The reason is so that that your own new beginning can kick off. When a portal has opened to you, you'll find that that, you know, it's, you know, it's just like what happened in the early, the revivals of the 1940s in America, what they call the healing revival. He said it was like healing was in the air. It means that at that point, there's divine assistance for that particular venture in a unique way. Maybe if you went to South Africa, Twenty-two years ago, twenty-three years ago, you likely not have seen any large Nigerian ministry there. But something happened in the late nineties, into the early two thousand. Something happened. Are we together? Likely a door opened. A lot of ministers from Nigeria enter South Africa. Are you understanding me? And it was just like they were welcome. Praise God. That was the door opening. That was the door opening. Am I communicating? Of course, that is a new beginning for some people. So I want you to recognize that this is a new beginning for you. 
August 2018. Portals are open to you. Man called Saul, the first king of Israel. had been anointed then the prophet told him what will be happening to him he said you will meet a company of prophets amen then he said do as occasion serves thee means that from that point on your life has changed you amen (laughs) He said, a man will meet you. He will be with loaves of bread. He will give you two and keep one. Now, that means that those experiences were not normal in his life. Are we together? They are not the normal things. If, if, for example, if the normal thing is going to happen, he doesn't have to tell him the normal thing is going to happen. He's telling him something that is not normal. So I can say to you that in this new beginning, there will be things that were not normal to you. That will, start, that will start happening for you and happening around you and your ministry. Glory to God. If we don't have new beginnings in ministry, ministry will be frustrating. New beginnings are change of gear in ministry. You've been cruising on gear one. (laughs) And then it's time for gear two. Amen. And your speed is altered. And your progress is altered. And your impact is altered. Not altered backward. No. No. Forward. What we're thinking now is how to spend less time, less energy, and have more results. Amen. Amen. The Bible says that if the weapon or the knife is sharp. It will do more work. You don't have to cut ten times. If the axe head is sharpened, amen, it will do more work. It means that the man doesn't have to put in as much effort to cut down the tree because the axe head is sharp. May God sharpen your axe head in the name of Jesus. In this new era you are breaking into, may your axe head be sharper than it has ever been. Things that took five hits for it to fall, one swoop, it comes down. That's new beginning. <laughs> oh, glory to God. 
people serve God and then at a point something new. Look at look at the life of Peter, Simon Peter. Simon Peter had followed Jesus. Then you saw Simon Peter in Acts chapter 2. He was the first to preach the gospel. You know. And then he said, um, we are not drunk as you suppose. But this which is, is that's what Joel the prophet said. And he, prophet, he spoke and explained. And then with the ministry of Peter began. The next time we heard about Peter, oh, he was by um, um, the gate called Beautiful. The next time we heard about Peter, you know, uh, his, his shadow was healing the sick. The next time, are you understand? We kept hearing about Peter up and like that, like that. But God had a plan. By the time we started getting close to Acts 8, 9, 10, a new beginning had to start for Peter. Now it's time to take the gospel to the Gentiles. Amen. If Peter does not first do something like that, Paul might never be able to do what God has called him to do. Amen. And then God visited Peter in a dream. In a trance, as the scripture said. And what was the purpose of the visit? To change his thinking. Amen. To give him what? New perspective. Peter said, he saw all manner of beasts. That's the language that was used. Animals. And then he said, he heard the voice, rise, Peter, kill and eat. He said, I have never eaten anything unclean. God had to change his thinking. And today, your thinking is being changed. Amen. Listen, what makes smooth sailing in that new territory is a new way of thinking. A new perspective. And today, by the impartation of the spirits, you will have new pictures. So, now, as Peter not been reading his Bible, <laughs> or reading the scriptures, the law and all that, he was coming out with scriptures. But God had to intervene. Are we together? There was a divinely granted appearance. And the aim of it was to change his perspective. I call it thinking anew. To change his perspective. So, he saw a sheet full of all manner of animals descending. And then God was the one saying, rise Peter, kill and eat. And then God said, do not call uncommon what I have made clean. Amen. Are we together? That's new thinking. Eh? Eh? Hallelujah. If God did not succeed in changing his thinking, the ministry of Peter would never have crossed. The door to the Gentiles. Because now the time, that, what was happening is that the door to the Gentiles had to be opened. Am I complicating? Now, some of you, well, let me just explain something to you. In Acts chapter 1 verse 8, let me just go there, just to help somebody. In Acts 1 8, the popular scripture there, says, but you shall receive power after the Holy Ghost has come upon you. Then it says, and ye shall be witnesses unto me. Let's read it, read it together, I want to go. And ye shall be witnesses unto me, where? Both in Jerusalem, and in all Judea, and in Samaria, and unto the uttermost part of the earth. 
Now, this scripture didn't mention this thing just for mention's sake. Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, not that's the progression. God was showing them how the gospel will spread. Amen. That it will first be in Jerusalem, then it will go to the regions of Judea, then it will reach Samaria, and then it will get to Portacot. Amen. And the uttermost parts of the earth. Are you getting the picture? And if you follow the book of Acts, that's exactly how the gospel spread. Exactly. That means that there's a time it will just be within Jerusalem. There will be a time it will cross into Judea. That's a new beginning. Amen. There's a time Samaria will hear. That's a new beginning. That was why Philip going to Samaria was recorded. Because that was a new beginning. Acts 8 documented it. That Philip went down to Samaria. Why? Samaria was in a prophetic calendar. And I'm announcing to you that that thing that is about to break forth is in the prophetic calendar. It's in the prophetic calendar. Glory to God. It wasn't, it's prophetic. I say, and he went down to Samaria and preached Christ unto them. And massive things happened. John and, um, and Peter and the rest of them, they had to go there because that was part of the agenda. We have hit Jerusalem. We have hit Judea. Now it's Samaria. After Samaria, the next phase will be the uttermost part of the earth. Acts chapter 8 were in Samaria. Acts 10, God visited um, Peter to say, it's time for the uttermost part of the earth. The door for the Gentiles have opened. Then Paul comes on the scene in Acts 9. Amen. Are you listening to me? There are men God is bringing into your life. Amen. They will not have shown up even up until today. It's tomorrow morning that the ushering in for them to step in has been given to them. The mandate to show up in your space begins from tomorrow morning. Glory to God. For some of you, it starts from the 1st of August. The mandate for certain people that would have shown. You say, why, why didn't I know you since? You will not have known them since. No, you will not have known them since. There is a mandate for when they should show up. <laughs> Glory to God. That's the new beginning we are talking about. So he unlocks. He said, I have set before you an open door. That means he went ahead of you and opened the door. Opened it. That portal of the spirit opened it. So that when you get there, there will be no restriction. You have access. And I speak to you. Enjoy access. Enjoy access. Enjoy access. In the name of Jesus Christ. Glory to God. You have access. Why? Because he had said before you an open door. Glory to God. Paul had new beginnings. He had new beginnings. He had new beginnings. Before I get to that, I'm just talking about new thoughts, alright? New thinking. That means that the aim of that vision, that trance, was to change his perspective. Some of you, the Lord will show you certain things. And some of you, within the next 48 hours, there are certain things you will see and hear. It will change how you think. There are certain things that happen to us and it might have been negative but it now gets your attention in a positive light. Something that gets your attention. Are we together? That will not have gotten your attention before. Let me say something to you. Satan plots. Satan fights. Satan tries to hurt us. What the Spirit of God does is that he makes all those things work together to the advantage of them that love God and are called according to his purpose. And so I speak over you that the things that have happened negatively to you 
around you and in your space that you have no explanation for. By the power of the prophetic, I declare in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Let it turn. 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 Let it shift. Let it align. Let it turn. Until the purpose of heaven shows up. The picture you will see will be the purpose of heaven showing up in the name of Jesus Christ. There were many deaths in the family of John Gillick as a young boy. He said they have had more burials in his family than any other thing. It was a normal thing for somebody to be sick, for someone to be on drugs, for someone to go to the hospital. It was normal in John Gillick's family. Growing up, his elder sister, his this one, his auntie, his, everybody was sick in the house. It was at that time where one of his sisters was about to die. He heard about Alexander Dewey. And he said, um, 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 this divine healing thing, is it true? He said, yes. If he didn't have such calamity, he would not have been awakened to the healing ministry. Are you understanding me? What Satan planned for evil... God's greatest purpose emerged from it. One of the greatest healing ministries emerged from a family of sick people. And I'm announcing that out of those ashes, let beauty emerge in the name of Jesus Christ. May God grant you beauty for ashes. May God grant you beauty for ashes. What do you know? What do you understand by beautiful ashes? Ashes only show up when something is burnt up. You can't see ash if there was no fire. It's not talking about just heat. Fire, it has burnt it. That means that it has dematerialized. When the fire burns the item, it dematerializes. That means there's no way to reverse it back. But the God, hallelujah, that we are talking about is turning those ashes and bringing beauty out of it in the name of jesus christ and i'm speaking over every ash that has gathered at your feet every ash in your life that you are looking at it looks like the wind is blowing the ash away and i call for the east wind i call for the four winds of the earth to gather the ashes and bring beauty out of it now in the name of jesus christ that same God that caused dry bones to emerge and become a mighty army begins to move on your behalf right now. Let sinews come out of those bones. Let flesh come upon those bones. I bring life upon those bones. Let purpose emerge now. May August be that month for you. Where beauty will emerge exactly out of the ashes. Those ashes that brought tears to your eyes. Those ashes that brought pain to your heart. Let the beauty of God, the glory of God emerge out of that ash in the name of Jesus. Catherine Coleman had a, a, a heartbreak. She called him Mister. She called him Mister. Waltrip was his name. He, he was a man, she said she loved him more than she loved God. 
She loved him more than she loved God. And then, one day, she made up her mind. Out of that heartbreak came one of the greatest healing ministries. That is beauty for ashes. Your story is the next beauty for ashes story. Hey, I don't know your name, oh, but your story is the next beauty for ashes story. Call that your name. Call that your name. Your, your, your story is the next beauty for ashes story. Melebondo bredo brigadier telegadegadegade. Juprahada robahad hede hede kesebroso. Mende ekletize lebando lebosho. Mende regadosho brigados kapayala. Mando lebosho lebrodo brigadier telebro brigadier. Letezedia rabando le mende bradie ketoso brigados kapayadi. Le mende bradie ketoso brigaduya. Manda akataya baros brigadier telegadegadegade. Ramando le bosso per godosso per godosso per godi. Je crezita ayende le bosso. Remando brenos completi a baia. Mariketo malos che pretosha la baia. In the name of Jesus. Sit down for a moment. In this new beginning, lost years are being restored. The scripture talks about the years that the palmer worm, the canker worm, the caterpillar have eaten. I will restore unto you. God has 
the ability to restore lost years. God does not just recover lost items. He recovers lost time. (laughs) And if there be anybody here under the sound of my voice that has lost time, receive recovery of lost time. If ever thoughts have come to your mind that has brought pain to your heart to say, by this time I'm supposed to be here, but now look at where I am. If that thought had ever come to your mind, this is for you. That there is an opening for you for recovery of the lost years. And for some of you, these months of 2018 that seem to have been lost, may August be your month of recovery. David, the king, came back one day and they had taken away his wife's wives and children. And also taken away the wives and children of his fellow soldiers. First Samuel 30. And the Bible says that the men cried until they had no more strength in them to cry. These are soldiers. They wept until they had no more strength in them to weep. All David needed was a word from the Lord. He said, Lord, should I pursue? Will I overtake Will I recover all? <laughs> As he was speaking that word, your matter was inside that word. Pursue. Overtake. Recover all. And David went after them and recovered all. That hand of recovery is extended over your ministry. Over your life. Over your business. And I stand against that fear. That had tormented you. How can this ever be recovered? That fear is broken today. In the name of Jesus Christ. beginning new beginning he has set before you an open door the key that he used no other person has such a key he called it the key of David David when he opens no man can shut it when he shuts No man can open it. He has done it before. 
when he closed the door of the ark that Noah built. The Bible says it was God that shut them in. And when he finished, he opened it. Amen. Are we together? So this door that God is opening to you, a human cannot shut it. Okay, you didn't get it. Human systems will not shut it. Because they are divinely opened. Is that open door that makes that there are new vibes. You know the vibe, you didn't originate the vibes. New vibes. It's because the door is open. There are people you've been trying to invite, trying to invite, trying to invite. They will invite themselves. Because the door has been opened. There are people you've been trying to reach, struggling to reach. Maybe you have sent email, trying to get their attention. They are not responding. A new vibe. Amen. And a new beginning. Amen. You know what starts happening? They start trying to reach you. And now you start receiving mails from people that you wanted to reach. And they are the ones now sending you mails. And asking how can we establish relationship and partnership to do that thing that is in your heart to do. The orchestration of that thing that is in your heart now is not coming from your hands. There is an unseen hand orchestrating it. And making the hands of other men run around and their feet run around so that you can receive. Amen. Amen. That which God is doing in your life. New beginning. New beginning. <laughs> when Bartimius, we call him blind Bartimius, he's no more blind. Blind Bartimius, Bartimius. <laughs> May you not have an identity that has changed, but as the brand has not changed. Amen. We still call him blind Bartimaeus. And when we get to heaven, some of you, if he's in heaven, someone will say, Are you, were you the blind Bartimaeus? Hey, come, 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 come. John, come and see blind Bartimaeus. And he will keep saying, No, no, I'm not blind. Amen. But the label blind Bartimaeus just stuck. And actually, Bartimaeus is actually son of Timaeus. His name is, he, he, they didn't tell us his name, he just said the son of Timaeus. As Jesus was passing. Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. Do you know what it means to be calling Jesus son of David? You are calling him by his covenant name. He said, shh. He said, he shouted out, yet the more. 
when Jesus asks for him to come, the garments he uses to prove that he's a blind man, he threw it away, meaning it's a new beginning. You will go back and shake off your old garment. He didn't just stand up. He shook off the old garments. Meaning I'm not going to be associated with this garment anymore. Amen. My blind days are over. But I, I, I'm hearing something in my spirit about identity change. In the sense that people are addressing you in a different way. It's you, but it's not you. Amen. <laughs> that means that there are new vibes about you. Glory to God. Now, to prove to you that these vibes have to be divine. People, so there are some people that will go to heaven with the vibe that they had on earth. They are dead, but people still, you know that if somebody dies a boy, they still say, when that boy died, when that boy died, nobody says that man. But he died 40 years ago, he's not a man, amen? But he's still that boy, that boy, that boy. And a proof of an identity that didn't change after death. Lazarus and the rich man. Rich man, wealthy man, Lazarus, poor. This kind of poverty that is, his soul is branded. Poor. Lazarus was poor. Amen. That scripture was not encouraging anybody to be poor. The aim of that scripture was to show you something else. What happens on the other side? Everybody say, what happens on the other side? It's not that it was not in any way promoting poverty. Lazarus was poor, and the Bible told us the rich man, about the rich man. Then both of them died. Is that not what happened? But to prove to you that as long as he didn't receive... <laughs> Any divine blessing, let me put it this way, any prophetic word to alter that halo of poverty on his head, he took it to heaven. Or it went to hell as the scripture said actually. And while he was in Abraham's bosom, now, let me explain. What is the picture you have of Abraham? A father. What's the picture you have of Abraham? A prophet. What's the picture you have of Abraham? A wealthy man. A man of influence and means. Abraham was rich in silver, in cattle, and in gold. So, when you're Abraham, you think of wealth. So, do you think Abraham's bosom was a butter? Now, let me make you understand something. When the rich man saw Lazarus and Abraham, he's talking to Abraham, but he did not send Abraham any errand. Hello. He didn't say, Abraham, please, can you help me with some water? Abraham is not somebody who will send something. Even his status in the spirit, amen, they couldn't send him an honor. 
Instead, he said, um, that boy that is with you, there, <laughs> he used to run errands for me when we were on earth. Amen. He was still sending him on errands. Are you with me? Can he go and get water? As I said it in one of the meetings. If Abraham did not hold Lazarus, he would have stood up to go and fetch water. <laughs> because he died with that mindset. Amen. Abraham was the one responding, there is a great gulf. Oh, God was responding. He said, there was a great gulf. We cannot pass each other, but the man was communicating with Abraham. Are you understanding me? Then he said, he, to prove to you that the mindset with which he even died, yes, he didn't, was not in covenant to, 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 to be on the other side. But he had a mindset that even in hell, he was still negotiating a better life. Amen. He <laughs> was say, okay, uh, let's make an arrangement for my five brothers. I have, I have, I have five brothers. I have some five brothers. Can we make an arrangement for them? Say, ah. Say, there are prophets there. Amen. If they will not listen to those prophets, <laughs> then there's nothing we can do for them. That's why I told you something. This new beginning, God will put new thoughts, give you a new perspective. And that's the purpose of divinely granted appearances. Visions, dreams, the aim of those things is to make you have a new perspective. We had a meeting years ago, it was a camp meeting, 2001 or thereabout, or 2002. A fellow came for that meeting, hands were laid on, he fell out under the power. When we were taking testimony of what happened to him, he stood up. He said that he had, he saw himself in his village. Are we together? And then he was in a hut, like his their village house, in a hut. And a man came and took him out of the village house, like broke him out of the village house. What was that meaning of that? <laughs> Are you understanding me? Sometimes your head might not have been able to figure out, but the message, your spirit got the message. Amen. Your spirit got the message. This new beginning is ushering us into big things. Amen. Big things. Big things. And I said there are several folks in scripture that experience those new beginnings. I was reading the story about... Um, Paul, you know, um, um, Paul, how many of you know there was a time that Paul shaved his hair because he had taken a vow? Amen. I believe that was a new beginning. Amen. <laughs> he shaved his hair. I think, Acts, let's look at Acts 18. Um, give me from 16 through to 18. I believe we'll find, we'll find it there. And he drove them from the judgment seat, verse 17. Uh, then all the Greeks took sustains, the chief ruler of the synagogue, and beat him before the judgment seat. And Gallio cared for none of these things. Thank you. Verse 18 is the call. And Paul, after this, tarried there yet a good while. And then took leave of the brethren and sailed thence into where? Syria. And with him were who? Priscilla and Aquila. 
having shone his head in St. Crea, for he had a vow. Now, the scripture didn't tell us what the vow was. And Bible scholars studying along these lines could not tell exactly what the vow was, but it was mentioned that... Now, was it that Paul was never cutting his hair? It was mentioned that he shaved his hair because he had taken a vow. We know that in the New Testament, we didn't really see anybody doing those, taking vows. So what kind of vow? (laughs) Definitely it was not a wrong vow. Amen. Okay. So I started studying through the New Testament to see what vow ever did Paul make. I saw a couple of them. But what looked close to what would have happened here was 2 Corinthians 4. So let's look at 2 Corinthians 4. I'll read from verse 1. Okay. Let's read together. I want to go. Therefore, seeing we have this ministry as we have received mercy, we faint not. Verse 2 is my call. But have what? Renounced. Everybody say renounced. That means there was a time Paul renounced certain things. Amen. But have renounced the hidden things of dishonesty. Not walking in craftiness, not handling the word of God deceitfully, but by manifestation of the truth, commending ourselves to every man's conscience in the sight of God. Amen. He wasn't saying you renounce. He said we have renounced. Amen. Amen. I believe that Paul had moments that he had to make a new beginning. This is your own moment. Amen. To have a new beginning. Am I communicating? He didn't say they have renounced. He said we <laughs> have renounced. We didn't tell us what he was renouncing, but hidden things of dishonesty, not working in craftiness, not handling the word of God deceitful, but by manifestation of the truth, commending ourselves to every man's conscience in the sight of God. Thank you for new thoughts, Lord. New perspectives. But I go to my last scripture for today. I said that Jesus had died. And people around did not know any big thing had happened. Are we together? Their eyes were not open to the fact that any big thing had happened. So you had two disciples on the way of Emmaus. Strolling, and Jesus joined himself with them. They didn't say, What, they say, what happened today? They say, Oh, well, one guy like that, oh, that. <laughs> you know, he said that, um, no, Jesus now. Uh-huh. They were just talking about it casually. It will not happen to you. Your eye will see what God has done Amen. and what God is doing. Amen. There are many believers that live around massive things happening but they don't see it they never see it they never see it do you know that some people that still don't know that there's a move of god in nigeria because they don't they have a wrong misconception or they have a misconception rather of what a move of god is 
some people think that in the book of Acts, eh, if you ask some people what they thought it was happening in the book of Acts, it's just that like every morning, ah, miracle, yeah, ah, miracle, yeah. You think that's how it was happening in the book of Acts? No, that's not how it was happening. It was happening as it's happening now. Amen. It means there were people around that might not have even known that something was happening. I keep sharing the story about how I was in Fort Worth, Texas. And, you know, um, that was my first time in Fort Worth. I had been hearing Fort Worth. I had been reading Fort Worth. Then I now arrived. This was like 10 years ago. When I arrived Fort Worth, you know, I'd seen the picture of Fort Worth Convention Center. It's like, you know, they've had... Uh, Ken Copeland convention there at the time I was going maybe for 30 years or 32 years at the time I was going year in year out they've been having those meetings there since the 70s so that place is like what Fela Shrine is to people there in Lagos that's what that Fort Worth is are you understanding me? that Fort Worth convention center is so I was going there to pay homage. You even think that when you get there, you see a halo on the, on the building. Are you understanding me? I was so excited. Many things happened, you know. When I now arrived, and I walk, walking around the premises, you know, there's, you know, there's a way you enter a, a community. You would think that, because of the way they have talked about it, you would think the community is born again. Amen. <laughs> Are you understanding? You would think the community itself is born again. Not the people there, the community is born again. <laughs> I was in London, um, in the UK. Um, I'm trying to remember that city now. Because I was reminding me of the city. Uh, I forgot the city. I was in the city. That was the city where William Boyan was born. And did ministry. Amen. Pilgrim's Progress. Some of you read you know, they did ministry. So, I was in the city. I, I, took, I took a picture. You know, I sat in the city center. I was just looking around. Um, trying to read and find out early the streets, you know, in the city at that time. But, the city is not born again. <laughs> so, back to Fort Worth. And, you know, you just think that the city is born again. Only for me to walk around. And say, I, I thought everybody came because Hilton is not far from the Fort Worth Convention Center, you know. And then I'm walking around, I'm talking to people, hey, you know, the, um, one or two people, hello, hi, you know, people are just lively. So, I was talking to a fellow, I went to shave. And then he said, what did I come for? I said, oh, I came for um, Southwest Believers Convention. He said, what's that? I said, do you know the, the convention center? I said, yeah, I, you know, we're just around the corner. Let's say this convention center, you know. We're just at the back of the street or something. You know, just around the corner. And then he said he didn't know about that. And I asked him how long he had been there. He had been there for many years, over 10 years. He didn't know about that. So, and he knows everything happening around. But he didn't know about that. Then, what broke my heart finally? When I said, okay, but do you know Kenneth Copeland? He said, who is that? I want to say the owner of this town. <laughs> There's an airport in that town, Kennecopland Airport. A private airstrip. I said, 
You don't look in a cupola. You don't look at a cupola. It's the time you say, leave me. <laughs> well, let me tell you what, what it is. In the same way, there are believers. Ken Hagen used to, Papa Hagen used to say it this way. He said there are some believers that if the Holy Ghost was walked past them on the street with the red hat, they would not recognize him. They will not recognize him. It means that they don't recognize spiritual things. They might be talking it, but it's now happening. They're not seeing it. Listen, Nigeria is shaking the world with the gospel. In case you don't know. I don't have all my figures. We can argue about it forever. That Nigeria is one of the countries funding the gospel the most around the world. If there's any other country above it, maybe it will still be America. Because of exchange rate. There are people that are sowing a million dollars from Nigeria to the gospel. From here. Regularly, Pastor Benny Hinn, they were having their praise-a-thon, you know, on the program. Uh, in partnership with the uh, Love World. And people were giving. You know, normally they used to do it on uh, TBN in, the, in those days, you know, they call it praise-a-thon, where they give viewers an opportunity to sow into the program. And people were giving towards it. And now, people like Pastor Benny Hinn, there are some names you mentioned, you know, Steve Monsey. You know, there's some names they will mention. Those guys have been in Christian television for 30 years, 25, 30 years. They've been on all praise-a-thons. Are you understanding me? They've been on Daystar Own. They've been on uh, TBN. It's just some of them are just regulars. Are you understanding me? Now they were on Love World's phone. Someone will call. One million dollars. From where? Lagos. One million dollars. From where? Ibadan. One million dollars. From where? Abuja. People were giving... Pastor Benny at one point fell on the chair. He said in his life he had never seen one million dollars come in as like this in one in one meeting. I said he he, he the, the sofa there. He just lay down there. Like this. <laughs> help, someone help. He said, in his life he had never seen one million dollar checks coming like this. Pledges, seeds coming in like this. Are they joking? <laughs> it's coming from Nigeria. No matter how APC stood on Nigeria, the gospel is still pumping. <laughs> are you with me? And you are in the Nigeria. And you don't understand that you are part of a prophetic agenda. You are right in the midst. When you get to heaven, ask Jesus this question. Remind, remind me. The people, when Jesus died, there were people that were cooking. 
and they didn't even go to check what happened. Hey, they don't kill her. Oh no. When Jesus resurrected, and the women were running up and down, someone was going on an errand. Say, what are they running up and down? It's us that are hearing it as shouting. He rose. We are celebrating on Easter morning. He rose again. There are people that we are there that Easter morning. It didn't look like anything had happened that day. The day Jesus was born, angels physically landed on earth. Amen. Singing. Eh? There are people that didn't see the angels. <laughs> Am I communicating? The day I understood, I've been in the same room with somebody and an angel walked in and the person didn't see. If it's not given, it's not given. Did you see? When if I was in a cab years ago, I still remember the day. 1998 and I heard audible voice of God I was sitting with people they like like that and then he said to me you can make a difference in your generation if you want to that's what we're going to make a difference from and everybody was there and they were not hearing anything may you not be the one that's is not hearing. Amen. Amen. Glory to God. That's why I love that song. Lord, whatever you're doing in this season, please don't do it without me. Amen. I love that song. I see how scripture happens. Angel appeared to the women. Amen. Then there are others that didn't see the angels. Do you know that some saints were seen resurrecting on resurrection morning? Ah, ah. Is that not Jeremiah? <laughs> yes, sir. Is that, is that, yes. They were all. But some people didn't see. Are you with me? My prayer for you today is that your own eye will be opened. Yes. Now, let me show you the last scripture Luke 24. In Luke 24, these two men, verse 45, these two men were walking on the way of Emmaus. Let's just go up a bit, 42, 43. And they gave him a piece of a broiled fish and of an honeycomb. And he took it and did eat before them. That means they were eating together, but they were not seeing. Amen. Are we together? They were eating, but they were not seeing. And he said unto them, These are the words which I spake unto you, while I was yet with you, that all things must be fulfilled, which were written in the law of Moses and the prophets and Psalms concerning me. Verse 45. I love this path now. He says, Then, Amen. What did he do? He opened their understanding, that they may understand the scriptures. My prayer today is that opening of your understanding. Opening of your understanding. Opening of your understanding. How did he open the understanding? 
We were not told here. It was John that told us. John 20, 21 and 22. John 20, 21. Then Jesus said unto them again, Peace be unto you. As my Father sent me, even so send I you. Verse 22. Let's read together. I want to go. And when he had said this, he breathed on them and said unto them, Receive you the Holy Ghost. So Jesus is the first to do. Take it. Amen. <laughs> Are you saying that? Yeah, some people don't understand. They think men of God just do things. Receive you and their understanding opened. My mandate today is for that your own understanding to be opened. Amen. To walk in the new space that God has brought you into. Amen. And I declare that 1st of August 2018 is the beginning of a new territory, a new space for you in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. He opened their understanding. And they understood the scriptures. While you're standing, Second Kings six verse seventeen, these prophets and his servant were together in the house, and soldiers had surrounded the prophets, the house of the prophets, to arrest him. And Elisha prayed and said, "Lord, let's read together. I want to go." And Elisha prayed and said, "Lord, I pray thee." Open his eyes that he may see. Now the man was not physically blind. He was another eye he was talking about. That other eye will open up. And that other eye will see. Then he said, and the Lord opened the eyes of the young man and he saw. What did he see? And behold, the mountain was full of horses and chariots of fire round about Elisha. Oh, the thing was already there. It's just that he was not seeing it. And I'm announcing to you that the new beginning, the door has opened. That new portal has opened. But your eye will see it now. Those horses and chariots of fire were already there. But it was when they prayed that prayer that his eyes opened to see. The woman called, um, 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 what's um, Sarah's girl's um, name? Hagar. All right. Hagar ran away with her son from her madam, so to speak. Because the madam had been brutal to her. You didn't watch the play to her. Take it. Tao. <laughs> you understand that? You dare to give before me. You understand that? You understand that? You know? Just one evening, and you're going to pregnant him. <laughs> you understand that? You know? And she was treating her badly. And the lady took her child and ran away. The child was crying no water nothing and she left the child to die an angel appeared and said give her instructions but showed her water that means there was water but she didn't see amen there's an open door but you have not seen it and what we are here for tonight is that your eyes will see that door that will bring you into that place of new beginnings in ministry. Let's pray in tongues for a moment. And the man was dedicating the house. I can't remember how many, 30 bedroom or 25 bedroom, one of the above it was a personal house he built a mansion and my parents were um, um, 
friends. So they took me along and the man was introducing them to different places, you know, showing them around the house. And in the in my heart I said, I'd like to be a friend to this kind of man. Years passed. It was the man that came and met me years later and said, Sir, I want to be your friend. Amen. And that day was the day God gave me the word forgotten desires. He said to me, announce that forgotten desires are coming to pass. And I had my own forgotten desire. In this new space you are entering into, I call forth your forgotten desires. They will walk on their two legs to you. And since then, in different ministries and different cities and nations where we've come to declare forgotten desires, the story has been phenomenal. It has been phenomenal. Phenomenal. I keep seeing forgotten desires happening. Hallelujah. I heard that Norfolk had the largest naval station in the world. I'd been to America, but I'd never been to Norfolk at that time. And I was reading about Norfolk. And I said, I said, wow, that's massive. It would be good to see it. I didn't pray. It's just a thought. I didn't say, oh Lord, I receive it. No, just a thought. And then, I finally traveled weeks after that experience. And I arrived in Norfolk. Facing my walk. Amen. As I will always do. Facing my walk. I didn't come to Norfolk to go and see any place. I came to do the thing I came to do. But God incorporated that forgotten desire into what he told me to do. Are you listening to me? We had the first night I preached. Someone was on the keyboard. And the pastor said, Ah, pastor, I want to introduce you to this guy that played for us today. Oh, what's his name? We introduced, shook hands together. Blah, blah, blah. Then he said, Oh, this guy is a naval officer. Oh. Then he said, naval officer on active duty. There are some that were former naval officers. But the naval, oh, we shook hands. Wow, good. You know? We left. Naval base didn't strike my mind at that time. I didn't remember it. Saturday, the pastor came again and said, that naval officer and his wife would like to host you in their home. I said, I'm not going anywhere until I finish what I'm coming to do. He said, okay, can we do it Sunday after the program? Okay. Sunday will be good. What time? Maybe in the evening. Nava base did not come to my mind. Sunday evening, I was in my hotel. They called us. Okay, what, what time can we come? Okay, you could come in the next one hour. There about. They drove down, arrived, picked me. I was leaving the hotel. Phronesis now happened. I was leaving the hotel. Without thinking, I went back, picked up my passport, put it in my pocket. Amen. The way I was going, I would have forgotten it. But I just picked it put it in my pocket. 
and started going. We drove, we were going to their house. Now I'm not going to the airport or anywhere, I'm going inside the town. You know, we're going around, we're going to their house. I was driving. And I said, Pastor, where else have you seen in Norfolk? I said, well, I've not seen anywhere. I've seen my hotel, I've seen the venue. Amen. <laughs> I saw the airport. Amen. Then he said, not far from here is a naval base. Would you like to see it? So like, can I see it? You know? I could be a terrorist. You understand that? Can I see it? He said, sir, I'm on active duty. I can take you in. We turned, drove to the place. He came down, did their, you know, like movie. You understand that? Did all their things, talk, talk, talk. Then they said, okay, if they have IDs, they can come in. He said, oh, I don't know if you have an ID. I said, I have an ID. <laughs> I'm telling you, let me tell you what I'm telling you. You will have an ID when it's needed. Though. Your ID will not be at home when they need it. No, no, you didn't hear me well. I said, that thing, I will give you access. It will not be at home when you need it. It will be with you. I release upon you on time. Right time, right place. Right place, right time. And all that will be required of you will be in your possession. All demand for you, from you, will be in your possession. You will be able to produce whatever they ask for. You see the guy, as you know, the thing that happens most of the time when I'm in America, a lot of films come to my mind because I meet those scenes that I saw in the movie in real life. Are you understanding me? Are you understanding me? One time I entered the lift and a guy entered the lift. He looked like one guy in the lift that tried to kill somebody. As if this guy come near me, I would kill him here. <laughs> Hello. So the soldier was greeting, then he said, IDs, please. We gave him the IDs. He took it back there, did whatever he wanted to do, gave us back the IDs. They lifted the uh, barrier and we started driving in. It just dawned on me. I've forgotten this desire. I've forgotten this desire. They drove around the place. People of God, I don't have mouth to explain what I saw. We drove down, came down. I saw what human beings built. I fear God. Amen. Amen. Are you understanding me? I came down. And when my, I came down, looked around the place, they didn't allow us to take pictures. Are you understanding me? It's a security facility, of course. They didn't allow us to take pictures. But I came down. I was walking around the place. And then I said, you know, what broke me, what really touched me, you know, was, Lord, even if you didn't do this thing, there's no beef. Are you understanding me? No beef. But God took it personal. I'm announcing to you that those who have forgotten desires, God has taken them personal. And that's why in the month of August, you are receiving those forgotten desires. In the name of Jesus Christ. Even something as simple as a bar and soup, God arranges it for me any country I go to. There are soups some places discussed like food. 
And there's a number of days you will stay with that garlic and soup. You won't be functioning well. <laughs> you'll be functioning well. You'll be knowing what's such, such a not such a Hallelujah. Glory to God. <laughs> Everywhere, I was in London. I was staying with my um, auntie and uncle. You know, they will be cooking all the mede mede. You understand that? These are that, that I first announced to them, I don't eat much. It's okay. <laughs> and what I'm saying by I don't eat much, I, every time they give me food, I have to take small to taste it. Because I don't like the food. So I say I don't eat much. <laughs> <laughs> you gotta tell my wife that's what. <laughs> so, if this is food, I just said, I'm full. <laughs> ah, you, you get full so easily. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> I, I get full <laughs> so easily. <laughs> what they didn't know was that I'd walked around the area. This was the London Hackney area. I'd walked around the area and I'd located an African joint. That has a bar, pounded yam and soup. Kabaye, I will enter there, sit down. They've all known me. Eat my lunch there. They follow them to the house and pick one thing. I'm full. <laughs> That's how God loves me. Amen. <coughs> but they, they caught me. They nearly caught me one day. Of all places, God has a sense of humor. My uncle just came back one day. My, his son was celebrating his 16th, 17th or 16th birthday, one of them. The 16 is adult age in UK. So 18 is in America. I think 16th birthday. So we're celebrating his 16th. And then the father came back and said, um, how are we going to celebrate today? I, I said, I, you know, we were asked to celebrate. Celebrant said, he wants to eat African food. Wow, that's what you want on birthday? Yes. Father said, checking um, Google as they do, this, that, that, that. And that my African restaurant spotted Pam. He said, "There's one nearby. It's not far from a world drive down there." They now carried us. I didn't know that that was the place. When we drove and reached there, I cleared. I said, "Hey." We came down, started going in, and sat in. Immediately, the woman in this house, she said, "Ah, there's one that said, you don't know me, oh. You don't know me, oh." Yes, she, she was thinking that I brought more customers. <laughs> that God that prepares a bar in a strange country will prepare your own bar in your own strange place in the name of Jesus Christ. Glory to Jesus. Those petty concerns of yours, I speak over you in the name of Jesus. That those petty concerns of yours, in the month of August, let the wind of the spirits begin to gather those petty concerns of yours and address them in the name of Jesus Christ. And lastly, right now, let your understanding open. That you may see what God is doing in your life as a new beginning. Amen. Lift your right hand and say in the name of Jesus. I receive an opening in my understanding. 
a new perspective. A new way of seeing things. I usher myself into a new beginning. Now, if it's in your ministry, you say in your ministry, if it's in your family, whatever area, we'll say, take it again. I usher myself into a new beginning. Where? Where you usher yourself to? Whatever it is, in status, in finances, whatever it is, you usher yourself right now by the power of the Spirit. In the name of Jesus. Let's lift up our offerings quickly. Pray over your offerings everywhere. Say with me, new manifestations. More manifestations. Mighty manifestations. Thank you, Father. Good measure, pressed down, shaking together, running over. Men are bringing to our bosom. We thank you for the opportunity to give today. We receive multiplication for our seed sown. An increase in the fruits of our righteousness. In Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Please just be seated for a moment. I'd like to specifically thank all of you for being here. And um, I'm convinced that the Spirit of God is doing something awesome in our various ministries. Before we call out the celebrants for July and pray for them, I want to just say something about the upcoming events in August. Um, as you might be aware, in case you're not aware, then this should be a first time information. For for you our faith to faith bible academy had commenced amen since april amen and what we started with is that we started with short courses these short courses are taking on specialized uh, areas of scripture special areas of scripture special topics you know and uh, so much attention to it. In the month of April, we started out with the cause 
bloodology. Amen. Bloodology is um, simply a cause on the blood of Jesus Christ, the wonders of the blood covenant and its application in our everyday life. It's a five-day course we took in April, and um, it was just awesome. You know, the testimonies, while even the classes were on. Then in May, we took another course. And uh, the courses we're taking are areas that the Lord had granted us grace. Amen. In the month of May, we took the ministry of angels. Because it's also known as extraterrestrial affairs. We talked about angels, the ministry of angels. And um, amazingly, it was such a blessing. In the month of June, which was last month, we took inheritance. Spiritual estates management. So after April, May, and June, we had concerns from brethren that wanted evening courses because the courses run in the mornings, 9 a.m. to 12 noon for the five days. So we decided that um, we were going to do something about it. So this July, we had a course for the morning and a course for the evening. Praise God. And they were fully attended. Amen. Both classes were attended. The morning course this July that ended on Friday last week. Not this, this Friday, yeah, Friday. Friday last week. This is a new week. Was the Earth of Meditation. We called it Therapy for Metamorphosis. Mindset Reset and big thinking techniques. That's what we just dealt with out of meditation. Morning course. In the evening, we did bloodology. I was done in April in the morning. So we had the two sets of people, those that could attend morning courses and those. So for the month of August, we're going to have the same morning courses and evening courses. Amen. So, um, I'm holding back the morning course, but of course, I've, I've mentioned it to some people. You will hear on the 1st of August on social media, just as we normally give the messages out, or information out. But the evening course, because what we're doing in the evening course is that we're giving the opportunity for those that missed morning when it was done. So the Ministry of Angels will be holding this um, August for evening. So I want to tell you the dates for the evening course. The evening course will run from Sunday the 19th of August to Wednesday the 22nd of August. 6 p.m. daily. Sunday 19th of August to Wednesday 22nd of August. 6 p.m. daily. So you're you, you, you supposed to register for it. And there's a registration fee for the cost. 3000 naira. that's what it costs. So ensure that you, when the... Uh, information comes up on social media and um, you can register and participate in the course. While the morning course will start on Monday the 20th 
9 a.m. And it will run till Friday, the 24th of August. So the morning course is running Monday, 20th to Friday, the 24th. 9 a.m. to 12 noon. Amen. All right. Uh, we're going to be talking more about spirituals. All right. And um, um, we'll keep up on that path up until September. Uh, September is our convention month and the end of a ministry year for us. Uh, then we'll flip as we enter October. Hallelujah. And there are a lot of adjustments that we're going to be making, even in the school of ministry. I just held back not to make an announcement I would have made today. Maybe I'll make it next month. But even in the school of ministry, there are certain adjustments and certain things we want to do um, differently. Glory to God. So those announcements will also come up. Because one of the major things that um, I believe God has enabled us to do is to have the Bible Academy running and uh, I feel strongly in my heart that um, it serves a very great purpose for ministers of the gospel. And the Faith of School of Ministry, there are certain things we've been able to do, but we're going to change how it's done. Amen. So the changes will be announced later. Glory to God. But just have that in mind. So, let's celebrate all our birthday ministers or brethren for the month of july so if your birthday fell in july or your wedding anniversary please just come forward let's celebrate with you amen birthday wedding anniversary yes Hallelujah. Happy birthday, everyone. We're just going to sing for them and then they'll cut their cake. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. So, happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday. Happy birthday. Happy birthday to you. May God bless you now. 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 Happy birthday. Amen. They're going to cut their beautiful cake. And um, we're going to spell the word love. Amen. Please, let's, you can put in your hands on the knife. So give me L, O, V, and E, love. Amen. Wow. Happy birthday. We used to spell Jesus and faith. Because that is spelling love. <laughs> we explain the love. Oh. <laughs> All right. Please face me in love. Amen. 